This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Viterbi Voices. My name is Paul Ledesma. I'm the Director of Undergraduate Admission at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And my name is Audrey Roberts. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. And we have Mahima joining us. Please introduce yourself, Mahima. Hi, everyone. My name is Mahima. I'm a junior currently studying industrial systems engineering, and I am at home in Pennsylvania, where I have been for the past year. All right. Well, it's good to see you. Glad to hear that everything's going okay for you there. Um, Mahima, you bring us a a whole new episode here. What's this one about? So this one is about um, Refresh LA, which is a startup that came out of a USC class um, taught in the civil engineering department, CE486, Innovation and Engineering and Design for Global Crises. And it's a startup all about um, mitigating food waste. So basically they work with restaurants in LA and create a whole other revenue stream for these businesses that are struggling in the pandemic. And so they take this food and they basically, um, they sell it to college students at a discounted price. So not only are college students able to get more affordable prices on high quality food, but these restaurants are able to get some of that revenue that they lost through the pandemic. Great, so uh, CE46, uh, it's a class out of our civil engineering department, but it's open to all majors, correct? Um, just to clarify, you don't have to be a civil engineering student to be involved in this class. And this class has taken many forms over the last couple of years. Um, do you remember, it's, it's done lots of different things. It's basically just worked to innovate, to solve problems related to kind of social issues or worldwide problems overall. I know that it, it's focused a lot in the past on, on the Syrian refugee crisis, if I'm correct, it, it also focused on uh, hurricane relief in the Southeast one year. Do we remember other ideas or things that come out of it? Yeah, Mahim and I were kind of chatting about this um, before. So I believe um, the Min Family Challenge is kind of a, a long-running entrepreneurship competition at USC. And we've chatted about that a number of times on the podcast, but um, it's, a, it's a great competition. So this year, um, that is... A, you don't have to be in the class to do that. I'm actually doing that competition. But in the past, it has been integrated into this class. So actually, back in season four, four episode four, 116, we talked about the first iteration of this class when it was kind of combined with the Min Family Challenge. And in, in that case, it was innovating for the refugee crisis, crisis, excuse me. And a number of startups came out of that that are still um, happening. Duet, for example, has a really interesting model. Um and they're still going strong. So I think, and like Paul said, in, in I think the year before that, actually, it maybe wasn't the class, but they were working down in Houston on hurricane relief. Um, and I know one of my friends um, did like a cool portable cell tower um, called Beamlink, and he's still working on that now, four years later as a senior. So I think the cool part about the Min Family Challenge, I know it can, it's probably a little confusing for listeners because it's a little fluid, like the Min Family Challenge is separate from this class, but sometimes combined. Um, People take things from the class and then go yeah. to the entrepreneurial competition with it. It's kind of, so it's, a, it's, it's totally. an opportunity to kind of incubate these ideas into this idea for the competition. Right. But a lot of the stuff that's coming out of um, this course or entrepreneurship competitions in general um, is 
you know, something kids are working on because it's successful and it's, you know, it's not, it's not just the class is, is the point I'm making here. Um, it's something more than that for many of the students. And I, I think it's awesome and, and kind of unique to Viterbi. So thank you, Mahima, for, for highlighting this one. Yeah. So Refresh LA sounds cool. I can't wait to hear all about it. Was there an overall theme to the class that I, did I just miss that? Sorry. Um, I believe for this class, uh, this time around, they really did focus on the pandemic because um, a lot of the right. ideas that came out of it were how we could help the community through the pandemic. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. Let's learn all about it. But one of these ideas that came out of this class that focuses on real time, real world issues, CE46 and all about Refresh LA. Hi, everyone. Um, if everybody could just take a second to go around and introduce themselves, give your name, your year, your major, and any other involvements outside of Refresh LA, that would be great. Sure. So my name is Malika. I'm a senior studying computer science and business administration on campus. I'm a consultant for AIM, a marketing consulting organization, and I serve as president for Women in Computing. Hi, everyone. My name is Daya Curdy. I'm a sophomore and I'm double majoring in industrial and systems engineering and political science. At USC, I'm involved in Spark SC, which is a student-run entrepreneurship ecosystem. Um, and I also am involved in research opportunities at USC Viterbi School of Engineering, um, where I'm part of the research fellowship. And I am a research assistant at the USC Schwarzenegger Institute. Hi, I'm Elisa. I'm a senior studying industrial and systems engineering on campus, I'm a consultant for Los Angeles Community Impact, which is a nonprofit consulting org. And my name is Alina. I'm a sophomore studying business with a minor in design at the Academy. Um, on campus, I'm also a marketing consultant for AIM, as well as a project management and data analyst intern for Annenberg Tech Ops. I really like this question because I feel like a lot of the people we end up interviewing are people who have really great involvements or really well-rounded students. But Hearing you go through that list, I really can't believe that you guys have time to even do something like this. For our listeners, could you take a second to explain the mission of Refresh LA and the work you're doing? Yeah, sure. So Refresh is a marketplace connecting surplus food from local restaurants to deal-loving, purpose-driven customers. So our mission is really to make it easy for restaurants to earn extra revenue on food they'd ordinarily throw away, while also increasing accessibility to quality food for local communities. And in the meantime, also fighting bigger picture food waste in the process. So really, it's a win-win-win for everyone involved. So just to quickly provide a brief overview of how Refresh works. Currently, our mobile app is in development by five amazing students from CSCI 401. Um, shout out to Philip, Satoshi, James, Annie, and Alex, as well as our amazing UI designer, Edward. Um, so in the meantime, while the app is being developed, our website, refreshla.org, is the one-stop shop for all things Refresh. So customers can also opt into text notifications from us to be alerted when new listings drop on our website daily. And when they receive this text, they're directed to our website where they can view and purchase all our available food listings. And then at the pickup window stated in the description of each listing, customers can go to the restaurant, show their confirmation email and pick up their items and enjoy. When I found out about this on Instagram, I thought it was such a great idea. And I was also asking myself, like, how come nobody thought about this sooner? Because it just seems like such, it just seems like it's not like, it seems like an obvious solution for a problem that we all know exists. 
So how did this idea come about? What sparked your interest in this idea, especially because we're not really as directly involved or impacted by these events these days. So how did this idea come about? Yeah, so Refresh was actually born out of the Viterbi course CE486, which is um, Innovation and Engineering and Design for Global Crisis. So the course is year long. We essentially spend the first semester identifying a global problem we want to solve and coming up with a solution. And then the second semester is actually implementing that solution. With the rise of COVID-19, the global crisis our class decided to focus on this year was the pandemic. So we were tasked with creating a solution to any problem that was either created or exacerbated by the onset of COVID-19. So our first semester was spent basically exploring all the possible problem areas. We really branched out and tried to explore everything from homelessness to specially abled students to food waste and food insecurity And after researching all those different problem areas and brainstorming different potential solutions, we ultimately landed on food waste. Um, Food waste is an issue that literally is everywhere around us, you know, from the dining halls to restaurants to even our own kitchens. But there's a common misconception that the average person can't really do much to mitigate this problem. You know, even for me, I never really thought too much about food waste Growing up, I think the only thing I was told was to finish everything that was on my plate, but I never really realized how big of an environmental impact food waste has. You know, after learning that food waste is the third largest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions and that one third of all food produced ends up in landfills, I think I knew that this was an area that I was really interested in finding a solution for. Um, I even got more interested in food waste after spending a summer as a barista at Starbucks because every night we were forced to throw away perfectly good pre-packaged sandwiches and pastries instead of taking them home or donating them to food pantries or shelters. You know, it still baffles me that so much food is being thrown away and yet there are millions of people across the world struggling to find their next meal. So anyways, once we identified food waste as our problem area, we kept brainstorming different angles we could approach the problem with. And my team and I really wanted to focus on how we could tie food waste with with helping those people, you know, struggling due to the pandemic and realize that both small businesses and mom and pop restaurants as well were really struggling um, to make ends meet. And I guess from all of these different pain points and problem areas, that's kind of where Refresh was born. We just see a lot of institutional problems. And I guess it's just because we're younger. We feel like we don't have a lot of experience. Sometimes we just we're aware of the problems, but we don't choose to do anything about it. And yet here you guys are doing something about it, which is really amazing. And um, for those of you who kind of hopped on as part of this project, what made you decide to take that step to devote time to this? Because you guys are full-time students, and this is a lot of work to be doing on a full-time schedule. Great question. Um, I think that all great ideas have to start from somewhere. So it was kind of, um, why not us? If, if, if other people are doing it, why can't we do it? Um, it was definitely intimidating to try and solve this issue. And I think um, starting off, it felt scary because there were so many aspects to it. But I also think that it's important to keep in mind Um, any impact that we make, whether it's big or small, is still a difference um, in the USC community. So for example, when we first started Refresh, we said that even if we saved a few food items from being thrown away, and we helped a few small businesses gain extra dollars, um, and saved a few college students some money, that was still a win, 
because we did something to help um, the USC community. Um, one of our mentors, Michael Caesar, who is not one of the professors of the class, but is someone who comes into the class every single um, day and is, is always trying to help us and trying to work with us. He has a saying, he says, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour. Um, so for us, like every little bit matters, whether it's just a couple of boxes of donuts or a couple dollars saved. And this shared mindset really is what got us together and what keeps us going. Um, I think for me, there are a couple other reasons that Refresh was very important. Um, I grew up in New York City surrounded by pollution and surrounded by garbage everywhere. And that definitely um, made me aware of um, pollution and, of, uh, and, and sustainability. And it made me aware that there were so many problems that have to be solved. Um, and I didn't see anyone solving them. So I think that for me was something else, as well as my dad being hit really hard by COVID-19. Um, he's a small business owner. And so for me, that was something else coming home to that. Um, and I was living at home last semester. So seeing him have to go through um, not being able to pay his workers and not being able to um, have steady income for a few months. That was something that really wanted me, um, really inspired me to help other people. Yeah, I think for me, you know, I became an engineer and I guess more specifically a computer science major because I wanted to use technology for social good. Um, I've always been interested in using, you know, the problem solving skills that we learn in all of our Viterbi classes and really trying to apply them to make a difference in people's lives. I've always been really inspired by complex social problems such as food waste, while also being super passionate about ideating and creating tangible solutions to address these problems. And luckily, Refresh is at the intersection of both of these avenues, which really motivated me to take that initial leap. But ever since then, the impact that we've been able to have on students and the local USC community has just been so meaningful to witness. And it's really affirmed all of our hard work and just keeps me going. And I can follow that up. Um, the environment has always been a pretty big thing for me. I spent um, every summer growing up at the lake and backpacking with my family and I actually came into USC as an environmental engineering major. Um, around junior year, I realized that my interests fit more into social entrepreneurship and the intersection of business and engineering and switched to ISE. And Refresh was the perfect opportunity to combine these interests to solve a larger problem. Um, we're here making a successful business while also doing good for others. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long, but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit. Hope to see you soon. Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the really great things about Viterbi or, you know, like we just finished application season and we always talk about what students can contribute to the USC community just as much as what USC can do for students. And I think this is just a really great example of what we can be doing. And I think it's really great that you guys are 
finding a way to help college students and help the surrounding community. Because as much as USC is part of LA, LA is really the heart of the USC community as well. Let's talk about kind of the beginnings of Refresh LA. So I'm assuming this was kind of created in the online environment. So I want to know what like day one looked like. Yeah, I think uh, we can all agree that Zoom has been fairly challenging, Um, especially since when Refresh started, we were all spread across the country and didn't know each other. So figuring out team dynamics was more challenging for sure than it would have been in person. Um, We didn't have the village or engineering quad to have meetings in. And so it felt it took more time to feel kind of like a team. Um, Fortunately, we've had many long weeks together. um, And so we found ways to make close relationships, which allows us to do important things like brainstorming and prototyping sessions, even though we are virtual. Um, As for acquiring partner restaurants, that has been an entirely new challenge in a virtual environment. Um, Instead of going in person and pitching refresh to managers and owners, we've been cold calling and cold emailing and playing phone tag until we finally get in touch with the right people. Um, And cold calling and having to put everything out on the line each time is intimidating. And even after months of practice, it's still so difficult. Um, We've been very lucky to have incredible partners though, and we've been able to create relationships with them even in a virtual environment. I wanted to talk about the four of you in particular, like you just talked about like team dynamics being a little different. So how did the four of you come together? And as you started to build your team, what kind of people were you looking for? And what was that like, that process in an online environment? Because, you know, usually with clubs and organizations, the way they work is there's like a recruitment season or when you're in person, it's just a lot easier to reach out to people. So what was that like online and finding people to work with who were just as passionate about the same mission? Yeah, so that whole process was actually really interesting. Um, so after the first semester of CE486, the rest of my team that I was originally working with decided to pursue other opportunities. And so I was kind of the only one left hoping to really make refresh a reality. Um, At first, I didn't really know how to go about rebuilding the team. Um, You know, my first initial thought was I should try to rebuild the team based on finding people with certain skills. Um, I think that's one of the things that I really love about this course is that it brings people from multidisciplinary backgrounds together to solve problems. So even though it is based out of the civil engineering department, the course is open to any majors so that, you know, teams are comprised of students with different majors, different experiences, different backgrounds. And I love that because I think, you know, having multidisciplinary teams really allows for the generation of new ideas and new perspectives. Um, But then something I realized, you know, during the first semester of the course as well was that having a team of really skilled individuals won't really get you far if they aren't all passionate about the idea. Um, With a startup, you are going to be working constantly with no pay. And the only thing that really keeps you moving forward is just your belief in the idea and your passion for the work. Um, And no amount of skill can get you to wake up really early and go to bed really late working on projects. Uh, So I think with all of that, Um, Even though having a variety of different skills was important, I ended up really valuing passion and drive over experience. And yeah, in regards to the virtual environment, I didn't know where to turn. Obviously, I was like, maybe I can check out my own network, which was really helpful and actually how um, Alina ended up joining the team. But after that, I was like, okay, well, who else do I know? How else can I reach out to people? And because I was, you know, focused more on passion and drive and interest in 
people who were making, who wanted to make a difference, I reached out to other students who had shown interest in the course and had shown interest in other, you know, nonprofit work or work that was using technology for social good. And so after conducting a few interviews, Elisa and Dea really stood out as people who wanted to make a difference in the world and who recognized that the, like, the potential that Refresh had and wanted to use the skills they were learning in Viterbi in the classroom and applying them to the real world. So that was kind of the process of rebuilding the team. It was a leap of faith. You know, like Elisa said, we didn't know each other going into this. So we all kind of were crossing our fingers, hoping we would get along. But I think it all worked out pretty well. You know, even though Refresh was formed over Zoom, we all clicked pretty instantly and we're all really excited to hit the ground running. I like stories like this because I feel like in an online environment, it's just been really hard to make connections. And I feel like I've talked about this a lot with different friends. And I just feel like in my some of my classes now, like I have, there are people who I don't know anyone in those classes, and I've never interacted with these people. And yet, like you all came together, like not really knowing each other and are doing amazing work. And I just think that's, that's just such a great, it's like really cool to hear about, because um, I think like the one thing I miss the most about um, being on in person is like the connection I have to my peers. I want to talk about a little bit more about the business and specifics. You already mentioned kind of how as long as you're helping or as long as you're preventing some food from going to the landfill, you know, it's a success. And that's, I completely agree with that. I think especially, I mean, it's just, you guys are still students and I feel like any sort of, any sort of progress is success in this area, but specifically for you, how do you measure success and what are your short-term goals as of right now for Refresh LA? Yeah, sure. So currently we have a variety of different KPIs to measure success. So in terms of quantitative measures, some important ones that we value are the number of restaurant partners we have, number of customers, customer churn, amount of revenue we generate for restaurant partners, and also the total number of items that we save from going into the landfill. So beyond these quantitative measures, one of our core goals is to help out small businesses and mom and pop shops. So um, another thing that we like to track is just frequently checking in with restaurant owners and hearing that the extra revenue that we're generating for them is actually making a difference. Um, In terms of short-term goals, we're actively working to onboard more restaurants in the USC area in preparation for when things slowly open up again in the fall. Um, we're also doubling down on expanding our user base to spread the word about Refresh to both current students as well as the incoming freshman class through social media, press, outreach through student organizations, and also just word of mouth referrals. Um, But long-term, the team is looking to expand beyond USC to other universities in LA, as well as other college towns in different urban centers nationwide. With that being said, of course, with such big goals, we also need a much bigger team. So if anyone listening is interested in our mission and wants to work in a fast-paced, high-impact environment, We'd love to meet you. All details are listed on our website. You were talking about expanding your team, and I know a couple of you are graduating this semester. So where do you see Refresh in the next couple of years, and what do you hope your involvement will be like? Do you guys still plan on being really involved, or is this something that you hope kind of gets passed on through current students at USC and you kind of build it up very much through USC and Viterbi? 
So I will answer this in two parts. One will be how Refresh sees itself in the next couple of years, and then personally what my involvement is, and then I'll hand it off to Malika. Um, but our building off of what Alina spoke about, our long-term goal is to expand beyond USC to other universities in LA, and then to other campuses in large urban cities like Chicago, New York, et cetera. Um, so we think that Refresh can help college students save money while also saving the environment. And that's something that we believe will work here as well as around the country. Um, as far as where I see myself in Refresh, um, I'll start working full time in late summer. And so my goal is to work during the summer full time on Refresh and then work after hours um, on refresh later on. Again, would love to bring on some new people who have so much passion. Um, I think I plan to stay on as well. Yeah, I'm on the same page as Elisa. Again, working a little full-time in the fall, but just like we've been working as full-time students, I think there's, oh, you can always find time for passion projects if you make the time for it. So uh, that's kind of the route that I hope to be taking. And, you know, I think even these past few months, Refresh has just been one of the most rewarding experiences I've had at during my time in college. And I wouldn't want that to change um, once I start working full-time. So Unfortunately, Elisa, Alita and Dea, you guys are stuck with us for a little bit longer, but I think that Refresh has so much potential to grow. So we, yeah, we're really excited to continue working and just growing a team and seeing how far we can take this really awesome idea. The next thing I want to talk about is more about you guys, obviously, because, you know, our listeners are primarily students and I think they want to hear about your experiences as students. So I think my first question is kind of going back to the very beginning how do you balance being full-time students with your other involvements and running Refresh LA at the same time? You know, you would really be surprised what you can manage if you really care about the work you're doing. I know that sounds super cliche and it's not, I can't unfortunately give a straight answer. Um, you know, it's definitely not easy. It requires a lot of drive, hunger, resilience, countless sleepless nights, but it's, it's something that if you are willing to make the time for, you know, you find a way to do that. One thing, of course, like organization is definitely key. And my Google Calendar has become my absolute best friend, which is really fun. But, you know, when we all joined Refresh, we knew that this was going to be so much more than just a class. And therefore, we were willing to prioritize this over everything else. You know, we've all had to make sacrifices, but we all saw the potential of this venture and were willing to put in the time to, to see it grow. Yeah, and I'd say beyond just time management skills, the hardest part about running Refresh or any startup for that matter is really putting yourself out there and being open to receiving criticism, whether it be from pitch competition judges or mentors or just our class professors. So developing that growth mindset has really helped us manage the emotional toll that hard weeks have taken. And it's really enabled us to take it all in stride and use obstacles that we face as avenues for growth instead. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. 
It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Adding on to that a little bit, um, I think personally, everything that I'm working on, I think we can all agree to this. Everything that I'm, I'm a part of at USC and out of campus um, is something that I do because I value the work and I love the work that I do. Um, and Refresh is no different than that. Of course, as Alina mentioned, there are days when I'm like, oh my goodness, um, not this. Like, I can't believe I have to do this or I, I have to pitch. And I know, you know, the professors are going to be really, really hard on us and say, hey, like this needs to get better. This is not going well or whatever it is. And, and those days um, are scary. And those days I get up in the morning and I'm like, oh my goodness, not, not today. Um, but I think overall, Refresh has become one of those things that the minute I started working on it, I realized that I couldn't ever stop working on it. And I think we all agree to that. Um, we've seen the work, we've seen the impact of the work that we've done um, in USC. Um, and whether it's like friends approaching me and saying, Hey, like, did you hear about refresh? It's it's really cool thing. And I'm like, Oh yes. Like I've heard about it. I'm well aware of what it is. Um, or whether it's like even professors I've mentioned before, um, one of my ISC professors mentioned, there's this really cool thing happening started by USC, um, founders. You guys should check it out. And I've been like, Oh, I'm, I'm working on it. I have checked it out. Like, thank you. Um, whether all, all of those things added up, um, I think are the reason that we continue to work on it. We're actively seeing the impact that we're making. Um, and so there's no, there's no reason to stop. I think we, we all can't stop working on it. Yeah. And I'll just follow that up. Obviously my experience is a little bit different because I'm a senior with a full-time job. So yeah, my, it looks a little different for me, but um I would say that it's enough of a, it's different enough from my schoolwork that it doesn't feel like just adding more work. Um, as everyone else has mentioned, we can see the tangible impact that we're having on campus. And I think that is just, that's so cool. There are some tough weeks, as everyone has mentioned. Um, we are applying to pitch competitions and trying to get new partners on board and things like that. And so you maybe don't sleep as much or you just make some decisions about like, what you need to prioritize, what you need to prioritize and what you need to, whatever, what needs to fall, I guess. Um, but yes, I would say that the passion that I have for Refresh makes it really easy to balance it with school. And it's like a practical way to put what we're learning in school into use. And so I think that's the best part too, feeling like we're having a tangible impact on campus. In high school, I don't know, I was one of those students who always asked, like, when would I need to ever use this stuff? And I feel like, I feel like in college, it's really different, but it's particularly with the work you guys are doing, I feel like there's really great applications to the stuff you're learning in class to what you're doing here. So any chance you guys want to go into the specifics about either classes or concepts that have really helped you in this endeavor and like how you've applied them in particular? Um, but I think I 
I can't point to a particular class that stood out as being very helpful, but I think what has been really helpful is the problem-solving mindset that Viterbi gives its students. So my classes and involvements in Viterbi have taught me how to see a problem, consider multiple ways of looking at it, and then evaluating different situ or solutions. Um, and I think the ISC curriculum in particular is very focused on combining engineering and problems outside of engineering. And I love that the skills I've learned there can be applied to a project like Refresh, which combines technology and social entrepreneurship. Yeah, I can add a little bit to that. Um, so I'm a double major in ISC and political science. And so for me to combine what I've learned in Viterbi classes, but also in political science has been really interesting. Um, just because as an engineering student, I learned how to think technically and how to use problem solving skills to create engineer to engineer solutions. But as a political science student, I learned about government and politics and how corporations and policymaking affect citizens of the world. And those two things usually don't really work together. Um, and I think a lot of the time I get the reaction, and I tell people I'm double, double majoring, I get the reaction of, well, like, why? Like, what are you doing with those two things? And Refresh is one of those things that I can say, like, both of those majors have helped me um, to work on Refresh. Because with those two majors, I have the opportunity to understand the impact that engineering solutions make to the world and how they change people's lives. Um, I think one class that for me stands out particularly is ISC 460, which is engineering economy. And it's taught by Professor um, Eric Kreidler. I think he was a really incredible professor specifically because he had a lot of experience in startups. Um, and so he would take us on tour. Like, this was still during Zoom, but he would take us on Zoom tours of his facilities and talk about um, the early days of him starting his startups and of him mentoring people who were working on startups. So that was really incredible. Another really interesting aspect of the class is that we had to do a mock-up of a startup. So essentially he um, already was a part of a 3D printing startup that actually USC students founded. Um, and he gave us like all of their plans and said, you know, if you had to do things differently, what would you do differently? And kind of like work through that. And so it was like months on end of figuring that out. Um, definitely difficult because we were kind of just pushed into it with no guidance whatsoever. And we all were so confused and so lost. Um, but I think at the end of the semester, it was really nice to be able to say like, I learned a lot in this class that I didn't realize that I, I needed to know that I didn't realize I could learn. So I think that was one of those classes that I was really not expecting to get a lot of, but got so much out of. Um, I think something else is that one of the perks of being in Viterbi is that we're taught to think about solutions and how, how to problem solve. Um, but even more than that, we're taught to think usually like outside of the box and how to come with solutions that no one was expecting, um, which I think Refresh is. It's one of those things that restaurants didn't know that they needed an extra source of income or that they could even get another source of income. Students did not know that they could get cheaper food um, and the environment did not know that it could not produce as much food waste. Um, and so it's really a trifecta of solutions that we kind of did not expect to have coming. Elisa, do not laugh at me. <laughs> um, so it really is a trifecta of solutions that I think none of us knew was a possibility and that no one saw coming, um, but that have managed to work out to work out so perfectly. Also this class, C486, is really an incredible class. It is a civil engineering class. And so it is Viterbi based and all the professors are um, based in Viterbi. However, a lot of them have, not all, all of them have incredible life experiences. And because of that have been able to help us so much 
um, we had a meeting with them a few days ago where they had so many, like they were so proud of us, but with being so proud of us had so many critiques and said, you can do so much more. Here's how. Um, so that class I think has been very, very beneficial for us and has helped us grow in ways that I think none of us imagined. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the classes for me personally that come to mind are CSCI 201 principles of software development and CSCI 310 software engineering, you know, both of these courses really taught us about the software development process and the software life cycle. And we did that by like getting put into teams of four to five students and having us basically complete semester long projects from scratch. So throughout these classes, we would learn different topics like project management, software requirements, architecture, design, implementation and testing. And so the experience and knowledge I gained has really helped me basically become a liaison between our users' needs and the development team that has been working so hard to build Refresh's app. You know, having gone through the process before, I can understand the roadblocks that the development team might face and can support them when they need that. Um, also, the experiences have taught me how to more accurate, accurately create project benchmarks and realistically determine, you know, which features can be accomplished in the given time frame. And so I think those two classes and with Refresh, has I've been directly able to apply what I've learned in a real world situation. Um, but more generally, you know, as a computer science and business administration major, I get to take classes in both Marshall and Viterbi. Um, in my Marshall classes, I really get to think about larger problems and ideate potential solutions for them. And in my Viterbi classes, I gain the technical skills to solve the problems. So kind of just echoing what both Elisa and Day have said, you know, C486 and Refresh have really allowed me to combine, you know, the problem identification and ideation with the actual problem solving portion to create something really important and that can actually have an impact and I think when I say that, one thing's come to mind is always like, I've always really liked how Viterbi has this engineering plus initiative, which like really encourages students to take interdisciplinary courses and explore other coursework in order to apply, you know, engineering solutions in different fields. And that's exactly what we're doing with Refresh. So I think we can apply everything that we're learning in the classroom, but one of Viterbi's missions is like, try to apply it outside of the classroom, try to figure out new ways to incorporate engineering into other parts of life. And I think that's exactly what, what we've done. Um, so basically what I'm hearing is that physics has not helped you at all. So I think that's like the key takeaway here. Um, no, just kidding. I think I'm also an ISC student and I feel like the classes I'm taking right now just seem like super relevant to the mission. You know, I'm taking a supply chain class and I feel like I can see how all of this stuff fits in really well. And I think I think that's what's really gratifying being at the college level of education is that you can really finally see like the applications or when I started to get really into my IEC classes, I was like, I can see myself using this in a later job and not just constantly being like, I guess I took a class for some reason. Um, so I think that's just really great that you're able to actually apply what you're learning. Cause I think that's, at least for me, that's like one of the most gratifying things about getting more involved um, outside of my academic stuff. Um, when I kind of talk about the student experience, um, I feel like sometimes I'm hesitant about experiences because I feel like I'm less qualified or I just don't have the kind of breadth of experience that other people would have. And I'm wondering when you started Refresh, were you ever concerned about that? And, you know, if you were, how did you get over that? Because clearly you're doing great work. And clearly, like you said, um, you kind of valued more of the mission and the passion more than experience. So how did how did you guys go about dealing with that? 
Yeah, that was a huge, that was a huge thing, you know, with food waste, food insecurity, and even some of the other topics we had originally explored, a lot of us kept coming back to the idea of, you know, who are we to be making solutions for these problems? We either have A, never had to experience them firsthand, or B, no one in our communities that we personally know have had to experience them. So are we qualified enough? Do we have the right knowledge? Can we be empathetic enough? And I think, I I mean, I personally don't think you get over that feeling. You know, you're always going to have a part of you feeling like, hey, maybe you aren't the right person to solve it. But at the same time, if you're not willing to take the first step, who's going to do it? You know, you ha- there has to be a point where you say the potential outcomes and impacts that you can make are greater than some of the worries that maybe you're not as qualified. And the best part is, you know, taking that first step is all on you, but you can educate yourself to learn about the experiences that people who are struggling with these problems are facing. And we spent a lot of time doing user interviews, talking to restaurant owners, just trying to get to the core of how has it been for them during the pandemic? Every little thing um, that we didn't even think about has makes such a big impact for them. And talking to our users and students who are saying, you know, because I lost my job to the pandemic, I have to make really hard choices of do I pay for housing or do I pay for food? And just doing normal things like going to the village and studying with friends is really difficult because I can't pay for a meal. And so I think we all kind of had to recognize that, you know, we might not be as qualified, but you can learn and grow and research, um, but nothing can you know, take away from the fact that you really want to, you have the passion, you have the energy, and that's what's going to motivate you to to work forward and create something that right now no one else is. So there's no real blueprint for starting a business as students. So what was the learning curve like for you in this process? And what was like the most surprising thing that you learned about running a business in general? I think we all have a sense of experience with um, a startup or with a nonprofit or with just creating something. Um, I know Lisa and I, for example, have a lot of nonprofit experience. And so we took that into starting Refresh, whereas Malika and Lena have a lot of consulting experience. And so they have helped startups and helped businesses um, grow. And so I think that we have a lot of different experiences that led to us being able to work together so well. there you're right there is no blueprint there is no um here the steps that you take and i think that question is so difficult because what we have experienced is not what other startups will experience and so giving advice to that is you know startups will have different problems and struggle in different ways um i think one thing that we have learned slowly is i think what alina mentioned earlier is that we will get a lot of no's and a lot of feedback and a lot of critique Um, And taking that into account when following up with next steps um, and being aware that not everyone will support us, but also it's not like no one is supporting us. Um, So kind of taking who we have, we have incredible professors who are always there for us to help us out. We have um, restaurants who are always, always willing to work with us. We have all of USC, all of the students at USC who love what we're doing and who are passionate about it. And so I think at least for for us, the biggest um, thing to overcome was kind of like the first step 
So for example, Dulce was our first restaurant um, and getting Dulce to partner with us wasn't difficult because the owner was really intrigued with what we do. Um, and he, he's very sustainable, sustainability driven. Um, for example, their cups that they have, the plastic cups are actually recyclable, which is incredible, which, you know, like they, they really care about sustainability and they really value that. And so working with Dulce um, was one of the steps that led to us getting more well-known and getting more people on board and getting the, the general USC community more aware of what we were doing. Um, I think the minute that we got them on board and the minute that people found out about that, it became something and people finally took us seriously. And, you know, I think that was one of the first steps that was really powerful and really helpful um, to us becoming refreshed and to us becoming something that actually works and that is actually like helping people um, and that is decreasing food waste. Um, I think before that, looking back at that, yes, there is, you know, there's no blueprint, there's no process. Um, it's a lot of just going with our gut and taking all of our varying experiences and saying, well, you know, in a nonprofit, you would do this or in another startup, you would do this. So what's the best plan for us and kind of approaching it that way. Um, I think another thing is that we have made mistakes and we have done things that maybe we shouldn't have done, or we've, um, you know, we've done things that maybe haven't been as helpful as we thought they would have been or whatever it was. And so learning from that and being aware of, you know, in the future, we won't do this, or we should do more of this or whatever it is. Um, it really is a learning curve. And I think we still have not figured out like, this is what works. This is what doesn't. I think we're in the process of slowly doing that. Do you have any advice for either, you know, high schoolers or USC students who, you know, have something they're really passionate about and have ideas and want to pursue them and are just struggling either to get started or struggling because they just don't feel like it's their problem to take on? Um, I think the, the first thing is don't wait. Just there's no point in waiting. There will never be a right time. You're never going to feel qualified. You have to take the first step. I think one of the things and kind of echoes what Daya was saying was that people got excited when they saw that we were excited. So I think even with growing a team, if you have that passion and you are willing to put in the energy, people and students will feed off of that and be just as excited because they see your passion. And so it's super daunting. It's it always feels like you don't know where your next step is going to be, but that's actually kind of part of the, I wouldn't say fun of the process, but the learning part of the process is you take each step and you don't know what that's going to lead to. And you just cross your fingers and hope that it works out. And if you're putting in energy and you have the passion, it, it usually does. And I would just add to that, the fact that Refresh never would have been formed okay, like I think that we would not be where we are today if it was just the four of us. So reaching out to a mentor or an advisor, like the professors that we have in the class, um, Michael, people who have even gone through the class before us have given us so much insight and feedback and have helped push us forward. And so finding someone who can help you do that, give you support, help you find the next step, the next right step to take, I think is really important. You know, I just want to say thank you guys so much. You know, obviously, Women's History Month already ended, but I think this is a really great way to just continue on the tradition of mentioning really great female students at Viterbi. You guys are really just a great example of the possibilities that can happen at USC. And I think 
one of the best things about Refresh is again, giving back to the community and building up the community in LA. So I wanna thank you guys again for taking the time to talk to me. And if any of the listeners out there are interested in checking it out, they have a website, it's really great. It's refreshla.org. Please check it out. They also have an Instagram, feel free to follow them. They're doing really great work. And again, like they said earlier, if you're interested, just let them know. Cause I think the best thing you can do is get involved and support the mission. Thanks again, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Mahima, for this episode. I think it's super important to highlight um, the work that these students did with Refresh LA. It's awesome. Super um, like relevant right now, of course. Do we know if any other things that came out of this class this particular time period? Um, I am not really aware of any. I think Refresh LA has done a really good job of like getting their name out there. I've seen them on all the Slack channels and on Instagram and they have a great website. Um, I'm not aware of any yet, but um, I think this podcast is a really great example of the kinds of things you can do in college, or at least I never really thought that much about college. It was just about like going to class and getting your degree. And I feel like this is a really great example of the actual work you can do now as a college student at Viterbi. And um, these four women are doing an amazing job in changing the local community and making a real impact. All right. Well, thank you for bringing it to us. Uh, Look forward to seeing you all real soon. And thank you for listening. And we will be back next week with a whole other topic. Mm